This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Forever. Your next phone call could be your last. This week on the podcast, Abe Bates' Party Line. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are discussing Party Line by A. Bates. Mm-hmm. Back to our bread and butter teen horror. <laughs> um, and what a return. <laughs> listen, I'm going to tell you something. Uh-huh. Up until about like three quarters of the way through the book, I was like, damn, I like this book. I was like... Like I literally gasped when he when the main character thought he heard his teacher's voice on the party line. I was like, (gasps) I hope it is the teacher. It's not. It's not the teacher. Um, Uh, Well, it was a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) It was a teacher. You're correct. A teacher, A Bates. Yeah. A Bates. Um I also well, like you said, sometimes you you like had wildly before we uh, started recording. You had wildly like different feelings about the book. Yeah, I was like cycling yes. throughout, as opposed to Same. like a switch. I was yes. like, oh, this is fun. Oh, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be back, and I'd be like, damn, this is cool. And then I'd be like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. <laughs> back and forth. Wait, I'm sorry. The book is this? Oh, okay. Yes. The book is this. Oh, no, it is not that. It is something else entirely. Also, like, constantly. I I get that, like, A. Bates is like, this is for kids. Like, I can't make this book, like, too fucked up. But I thought that it was such a fucking cop out that, like, all of these girls that were captured by this self defense instructor, Mm -hmm. um, I don't wish anybody harm perfectly safe and actually treated really well they actually really liked being in there this was one of my biggest swings Um, (laughs) yes same because much like myself this book was a little bit bipolar Mm, um mm. it it was like oh i really like the like healthy compassionate attitude toward mental health like this man was Mm -hmm. sick he needs help He's getting help. His his um punishment is going to fit his mental state. And then it was mm-hmm. like because he was really was just like treating him really well. He just wanted a friend. And uh, then I was like, "A Bates, no, <laughs> you were on the <laughs> right <far>. track. <laughs> you went too far. It's just like uh colder. You get warmer, warmer, yeah, colder, yeah. colder, too Freezing. cold, too Freezing. cold, too cold, freezing cold. I'm dead. Yeah, we've frozen to death, A Bates." Because we went like, from like what if, truly. What if the guy who kidnapped Brie Larson in Room was actually a pretty misunderstood guy? 
It was truly like, do you remember that story about, oh, I forgot his name. Everybody's going to be screaming it. This is going to be another rapture situation where that girl fucking escaped from this guy's basement and was like running around, flagged down this guy. And she was like, like freaked out. And she's like, you need to help us. And then they found out that there were like 10 women trapped in there for like 10 years in his basement. And his family visited his house. His name was like Augustus or something like that. Like something like, (laughs) like Othello, like, like Othello group. (laughs) <laughs> Othello Gloop, he captured all these women. It's so it felt like if we were like, but actually, they just like had cookies and tea. Like they, it was it's like, like it, well, like how bad could it have been? Because he wasn't raping them. They were alive. Like that was essentially it. <laughs> yeah, he was just keeping them safe because his wife had been killed. You would do the same when they no, were I literally do the ex- same. The way they're explaining it by being like, he's lonely. I was like, oh. (laughs) I'm I'm sure he is, but. I don't doubt it. So are a lot of us. We're all lonely. (laughs) Japan just appointed a minister of loneliness. We're all lonely. And yet, I'm not trapping girls in my basement. Mm, Indeed. And, And being like let's do a tea party like the fact that they were like he gave us biscuits Woof. i was like what? <laughs> what why are you even mentioning what food he gave you of course he fed you he wanted you to be alive it's like turns into a fantasy novel every day we had warm quail <laughs> eggs served on a thick piece of, of rustic bread covered in honey and apricot jam it was jam uh Jim. it was it was very, yeah, like it turns into like <laughs> an LJ Smith story where it's like, he's been obsessed with her ever since he saw her. And you're like, wait, 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 whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. No, 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 hold, not hold. in this case, not in this case, not in this not case. Not in this case. Alert, alert. <laughs> you're a different book. You're um, a different book. I also loved the like, okay, so it's called Party Line because this kid can't stop calling the party line. Um, We're teens. which really doing doing that this i feel like this is really more of an adult thing i mean i'm sure teens were doing it i had heard that was like every single person at school doing it Mm. well not on not not on the outside Lindsay, but secretly but they were all calling in their hearts calling (laughs) because kids are lonely Mm -hmm. i do is it clubhouse i Oh my god! <laughs> I'm okay. I'm gonna before we get too far away. Are uh, you on Clubhouse? No, no, no. Okay, so I, oh, okay. I'm gonna read the back of the book and then we'll uh, circle oh. back. To Clubhouse. <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like, I'm in Clubhouse. It's great. Okay, before you start in <laughs> on your anti Clubhouse views, <laughs> I think that you should really know cool. that actually a lot of your fr- friends maybe even like people you know or like really close to maybe like talk to on a weekly basis for entertainment (laughs) maybe they're using it you don't know (laughs) anyway all right so back to the book yeah yeah some talk some listen some disappear mark can't stop calling the party line it's easier to talk to girls when nobody knows who you are but something weird is going on one by one girls are disappearing 
and Mark is convinced it has something to do with the party line. Who is the smooth talker he keeps hearing over and over? The one with the low, creepy voice. Mark knows he's heard that voice before. Could it be his friend Todd? Or Robbie? Or a teacher? It's someone Mark knows, all right. Someone he never would have guessed. And unless Mark can stop him, he'll find his next victim the same way he found on all the others. On mm. the party line. <gasps> oh. And it is every single one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. I mean, honestly, the, Every, the back of the book is sure, not really guys, a lie. Everyone mm -hmm. is calling this party line. Every teen, all like all the cool kids are calling the party line. Mm -hmm. Now, is this just modern day being online? Yes. Mm -hmm. It just like it wasn't that much of a thing. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder, maybe maybe it was for people that, like, didn't grow up where we grew up. Um, maybe. I also was a this little was... young because by the time I was a teenager, people were doing it, uh, AOL. Yeah. So maybe I just don't know. And I, li I was a kid in the in-between space, um, mm -hmm. but then a teen in, like, AOL chat rooms, but not AIM. Yeah, I you know um, what I did hear that people in the eighties, not this, and I forget where I hear it. I, this, I heard this. I, I well, Micah this was, was written listening. in eighty nine. Okay, so Micah was listening to a podcast, and I don't remember who said this, but they did sound a little bit. Um, oh, I think it was Micah was listening to. I think maybe Threedom Scott Ackerman was saying this, where when he was a kid or teen, young teen, people mm -hmm. would call the, like, weather thing. They're mm -hmm. like, in five minutes, the time will be, you know? Mm -hmm. um, oh, so then kids would, like, really quick on the weather line be like, call me at this number, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, someone else would write <laughs> it down, <laughs> and then they would, yeah, and then they would call, um, which is crazy. But I guess kids did do it, and maybe it's just, like, in a, couple year period that like maybe we were not doing that just like a brief moment in a moment in history yeah specifically like 1989 <laughs> they were doing it which is when a bates was like i must write something <laughs> by about moment this. i mean year <laughs> yeah one year yes Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I, I really loved, like, I was, like, 110% on board with this book a couple times. One, when he is hearing Nikki and he's, like, overhearing Nikki talk to this kind of, like, so he meets a couple of kids on, on this line. And they all mm -hmm. give fake names. And he meets this girl, or the, some of them do. And he starts talking to this girl, Nikki. And he's 17 and she says she's 15 and he's kind of like, okay, maybe that's like a little, it's a little young for me. Um, and then this other <laughs> then guy the comes guy on the phone. On, he's like, I think that's great. 
And I then think it's, that's it, fantastic yeah. that you're 15. He's like, I love that. You seem like an old soul. And she's like, <laughs> Wow, you've heard of the Beatles? You're so much. <laughs> she's like, she's like, oh, how old are you? And he's like, 20, 16. And she's like, great. 40, 16. Yeah, 40, 16. Ah, excuse me, 16. Um, <laughs> and then so, and and listening to her talk, I liked that the main character, what's his name again? Uh, Mark. Too Mark. many names. Too, too many, many names. names in well, because there's fake for a reason. It's part of the plot. Part so then plot. Mark, I liked that Mark was like, oh, she sounds like too young for even 15. She sounds like, you know, 12, 13. She sounds young. Um, and he listens and, and he hears that she's like, oh, I love going for walks uh, uh, in this field. And she describes this field in detail. And um, the guy's like, oh, give me your number. Give me your number. And he keeps pushing her and pushing her. And he and I liked that Mark was like, I don't like how much this guy is pushing this girl. Like, Yeah, full he, respect to Mark. Mark's a good guy. He is. When he comes to the realization, oh, my God, when he's like, oh, I found out how to talk to girls. Just think of them as people. I, I was know. like, yeah. I was like, you can tell that a woman wrote this book. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, but though. I, lo I liked Mark Excellent advice. Mm -hmm. Although when he was like <laughs> trying to date two girls at once, I was like, okay. That was very <laughs> funny. But again, it was like, oh, mm, this absolutely does not work mm. and when marcy was like yeah that's not gonna work for me i was like good yeah. marcy respect yourself it's fine if you are also open to that and that's the for thing sure. is like mark dating multiple girls isn't the problem and he was extremely upfront about it but the moment where i was like mark what are you doing <laughs> was when marcy says after are on their second date and he has already had a first date with janine and a second mm -hmm. date is planned with janine for the following day and he's like wow am i in love with janine on their first date oh my god so he's I was out with like, marcy mark. and he's like marcy's great too and marcy goes so mark um i was wondering am I your girlfriend and he's like yes <gasps> before she's even like, finished asking the question it was like am i your girlfriend yes and, and then I was when like, he's Mark. like, <laughs> and she was like, yeah, so like going steady. He's like, oh, no, no, no. But you are my girlfriend. I was like, Mark, you don't know what this word means. No, it was truly when he was like, he was like, no, I can't go steady with you because I also have another girlfriend. And yeah. Marcy's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and I like that Marcy's like, okay, I'm going to sleep mm, on no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> and then the next day she's like. I don't think so. And I was like, you go, Marcy. And she's like, I'm yes. going to start dating your best friend. <laughs> I was like, good for you. <laughs> I love that when I, it was so funny to me that Libby then immediately breaks up with Mark's friend, Todd. I was mm -hmm. like, wow, solidarity. Maybe unnecessary, mm -hmm. Libby, but I appreciate the, uh, the solidarity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But when Libby is like, we found a place to find men. And it's a <laughs> fucking teen party line. I was like, those are by definition not men. What are you doing? Also, like, maybe that is dangerous. I'm scared for you. 
like mm-hmm. meeting men. Like it just felt. It, I think the thing that it did capture really well was like early catfishing and like kind mm-hmm. of just how people didn't really think much about like lying about who they are on the internet because mm-hmm. it was so new. And so like this phone thing, they're just like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm this person. I'm that person. And the person who doesn't think to lie about it is Nikki who gets captured. I also just, Poor Nikki. I felt like the stakes were super high at first. Cause I was like, whoa, okay. He thinks his teacher is talking to this 13 year old who goes fucking missing. I was like, damn, this is some like, intense crime shit like i was like whoa like i'm so excited to see how this pans out and then it completely is a cop out yeah and then yeah nothing and then nothing nothing but i thought that part was cool i mean something it just may as well have been nothing yeah you know and then i thought i i was i know that janine was a uh red herring but I was mm-hmm. kind of hoping that she was bad. Oh, I didn't but even she's think not. she was a red herring. Well, they do that because of the whole, like, when he calls her house and he's like, can I speak to Janine? And they're like, there is no Janine here. And he's like, oh, people have been lying on, like, oh, my God. Like, who, who then who is Janine? I was oh, like, oh, that cool. I was, my only reaction to that was, oh, shit, how is he going to find not Janine now? Right, like, because she's in danger. Yeah. I was just hoping that she was going to like lure him because when she's like, we should go to the zoo to meet this guy that I because she was doing all of the like luring of the guy Mm -hmm. on the phone away Mm -hmm. from Mark. So I was like, oh, it'd be cool. I don't know. It'd be cool if she was maybe doing it with like he shows up and then she's she's there with. I mean, I guess the instructor. I felt like the instructor did not need to be involved at all. No. So, like, at the beginning of the book, Mark is, like, really, really sad. And he's lonely. doesn't know how to talk to girls. Yeah. And look, I feel you. This is about how I felt about boys. And so he's calling this party line. Him and his friends Todd and Robbie talk about it. Robbie's very comfortable. He's like, the way I view it is girls want to date guys as much as guys want to date girls. And obviously this book is heteronormative. Mm -hmm. And but I I was like, great, Robbie's got a great point of view. Mm -hmm. And then Mark listens in on two girls who are almost certainly Marcy and Libby talking Mm -hmm. about how they just wish guys would talk to them because it's like they try, they're getting all spruced up every day and guys just don't seem to talk to them. And there's already been this uh, incident of a school dance. Marcy comes up to Mark and is like trying to chat him up. And Mark's really excited. He's like, whoa, this girl's talking to me. That's crazy. But he doesn't ask her to dance. And so Marcy's like, okay, well, I guess I'll I'll see you. Right, bye. <laughs> just leaves because he just like stops speaking to her. Yeah. And Marcy's friend Libby walks up and is like, You're a fucking stupid fucking idiot. And I hope that you die. And he's like, What? He's like, you should have. I know. What, is she not pretty enough for you? And he's like, like oh. Libby has a very intense energy. She does. Like, oh, I, I did see a little bit of baby Lindsay in Libby. Just a little <laughs> bit. I saw a well, little problem, bit of baby Lindsay there. You saw adult Lindsay in baby Libby. Baby Lindsay right. was not that at all. 
That was not Baby Lindsay. Baby Lindsay was Marcy. No, Baby Lindsay oh. is not in this book because Baby Lindsay was off in the corner, not speaking to anybody. Yep. No, uh, Baby Kelly was like imagining that this book was about her, but was like alone and <laughs> like not <laughs> at all involved in this. Like these mm-hmm. kids did not know who Baby Kelly was. Baby exactly. Kelly was imagining she was part of this friend group and that was it. Yeah. Um, Baby Lindsay but like, was like, oh, I wish I was Marcy. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was Marcy. <laughs> I also, She's looking like, longingly over at Mark and Marcy and going, wow, normal people talking. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked, and this was like a comical thing that happened, but I liked it. Was when Mark, after he's like listened in, he's like, wow, I guess I really know all about girls. And then at lunch the next day, Libby and Marcy join him and Todd at the table. And he's like, Todd, if you only knew. Like he's like watching Todd be shy. And he's like, hmm, now that I've figured things out, Todd, the way that you're being shy comes off as being disinterested and rude. (laughs) Just analyzing it. So he has literally like five hours experience of having this worldview. After my experience with young women, I now know that I can just talk to them, look at them, smile, be interested. If only Todd could have as much experience as me, a person who listened to three minutes of a conversation between girls who didn't know that he was there. (laughs) And then later at the date, um, when they do a double date, with the girls it's todd and him and libby and um marcy and then he's like oh crap i'm nervous again and todd and <laughs> libby are putting their arms around each other what am i gonna say and then marcy's like do you have any brothers or sisters and he's like thank god <laughs> no ah uh. <laughs> your turn uh and then i also liked that he was like like staring at her she's like she keeps like inching closer and closer trying to kiss him. And he's like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. What do I do? What do I do? And, and then she finally just kisses him. And he's like, oh, okay. Uh, you know, as a man with a lot of experience with women, like he jumps yes. right back. So funny. Yep. And then he's he's like, he's telling Robbie about it later. Oh, yeah. He's like, yeah, um, I could write a book about this now. Robbie's like, oh, my God. Yeah, you could. Cool, cool. And he's like, yeah, I uh, have two girls I'm seeing. And Robbie's like, "Okay, we'll call your publisher. Tell them that the book deal is off because you're a fucking idiot. And he's like, like, what do you mean? He's like, "Uh, you'll see after you have your two dates. And then he does. And he does. It's not that simple. No, he does the whole like I have two girlfriends thing to Marcy. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, Maybe I should put that book on hold. He like says something very cheesy. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I guess I guess I won't be reading that book after all. Yeah. <laughs> it's very like uh it's very like um like uh after school specially. Like he's just very like, whoa, I guess I like I think literally at one point I he says I, something like I guess I didn't know as much about girls as I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like direct to camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you're a teen, credits roll, and you don't know all you think you do. <laughs> He's really, yeah. So he, I think at one point he literally is like, oh, what a week. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> okay, Mark. 
<laughs> well, that certainly was something. <laughs> um, I also, oh, this is minor, but did you notice that when he was eating his little dinner, when his mom like <laughs> his left a note? Dinner. Oh my god! Oh man, he yes. ate six hot dogs. Four. I was like the he breath. Ate four in his no, defense, and then it was four. No, at oh first god, he, he ate bad. four, Lindsay. At first he ate four, and then he was like, I'm still hungry. Dare I eat the rest of the package? And then he's like, well, what's stopping me? I'm going to eat these other two hot dogs. And let me tell the burps that this man must have had. I could not. I was disgusted. Well, I was just sitting there thinking, for one, how? (laughs) For second, Mark, you're extremely poor. Yeah, and you just ate don't maybe two weeks worth of groceries for you and your mm-hmm. mom because, like, seldom in a book is a character so truly poor. Yeah. Like, we've had jokes about, like, oh, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. I'm very poor. And poor just means, like, I don't have a pool in my backyard. Mm-hmm. But they are, like, the mom is walking to and from work. She's they don't a have a clerk car. at a grocery store. They don't have a car. $800 is too much for a car well, for even, them. Even the like even the $90 uh phone bill is Oh man, when too she said they had a $90 them. phone bill because of that teen line, I was like cut him off. He yeah. has to quit school and get a job because Mark does not deserve to be supported by you. <laughs> No, because he can't stop calling this expensive ass phone line which is like 4.99 for like also, the first minute. It is termed the bargain party line. Yes, it's it's not the fancy one like the, no. the cool kids would use. Mm-hmm. So this is like the dregs, like janky ass phone line. Um, and then this and motherfucker it, has the audacity to eat six hot dogs. See, that was the thing. And this is not in a food shamey way. This was no. in a your family cannot afford for you to eat six fucking hot dogs for dinner because your mom is literally working a mil. And also, oh, my God, weren't you like totally rooting for that mom when she's like, you know what? I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to yes. start dating. I'm, yes. I was like, yeah, I loved the mom. <laughs> I loved the mom. She's like, like he. At the beginning of the book, Mark is like, here goes mom with her sob story about being like beauty queen 1854 and miss typist at her school. And I was like, can you stop ragging on your mom for two seconds? You're really, really a bad son. You won't stop calling this party line. And then you're like mad at your mom for lamenting her life. Yeah. And then like in two chapters, she's like, you know what? I'm going to take control. I'm going to like do fun things like I'm gonna bake cookies I'm gonna get out there and date again and we never know what's up with the dad I'm gonna no this mistypist is gonna go and look for a typing job and she gets a typing job doing like data entry and I was like yes mom yeah and then she's like I'm going on these dates we're gonna get a car I'm gonna you know I was like good for you mom I'm gonna turn my life around I loved that it's like second lease on life lady yes I loved her. Um, And so I was very mad at Mark for eating six hot dogs in one sitting. Because this is before she gets a new job. Mm -hmm. So just from a money management standpoint. This is essential worker salary. Single mom. 
no mm-hmm. car life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not poor shaming. I'm just saying respect your mom who's trying to keep it all together. And I'm not fat shaming. I'm just saying I'm worried about your tummy. I'm worried about your burps. And mm-hmm. honestly, like he was not drinking any water. Like I was, was really worried milk. about his the dehydration because it's 1989 Seriously. and he's a teen and that's what teens drink in 1989. He's drinking milk and eating six fucking hot dogs. To cool. me, I'm, I am just worried about his his pee is probably gelatinous at this point. Like I was worried <laughs> about his water intake. I was worried about I'm also yeah, I'm not poor shaming. I'm just saying I respect. I respect what the mom is doing and he needs to I respect to as what, well. yes. Exactly. Like I I have been there at pinching pennies and like you got to make those six hot dogs last longer than an hour mm-hmm. which he did not. Mm-hmm. Um so I loved the mom yeah, too many hot dogs and loved the too mom. many hot dogs. I liked Marcy. I I liked that she stood yeah. up for herself and that I she was Libby like was funny. Bye. Yeah, I Libby liked was funny. Janine. Mhm. I liked Todd, I liked Robbie. And I think there was like fun banter with everybody. Like I agree. I felt I feel like A Bates is uh a, a charming person or you know what I mean, can write charming mm-hmm. characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoy I just didn't like oh yeah. So after they've all started talking, they at lunch, they decide, you know what? Because of that kidnapper that's going around, what if we all take a self-defense class together at the community Okay, this was a little whack. (laughs) Which is a little, like, bit of a leap and a little Uh bit of a strange activity to all do it together, but I was enjoying the originality of it. Yeah, and I liked that that he was learning how to have female friends and, like, Mm -hmm. they were all kind of becoming a group, which I I really liked that, that they Mm -hmm. were becoming a group. Yes, I did too. It's nice when you can mix up genders, obviously. Mm-hmm. Very binary, but mix up the genders. Men and women can be friends. Let's mm-hmm. open it up. Yeah. So they take this, and I, oh, what is it called? It's like, <laughs> fight really dirty. Ridiculous. Fight dirty. Fight dirty and live. Or something. Oh, yeah. Fight, fight dirty, fight and, dirty live. and live. Very yeah. silly. And. So they go and they have this bananas teacher named Vince. This teacher. He's got a scar on I his mean, forehead. And he's like, you got to learn to fight dirty. This is not a fight that you're going to fight with your friends. This is not cool to do. This is only if your life depends on it. Because you know what? When you're out there, you can't just avoid people easily. And if my best friend had fought like this, my best friend wouldn't be dead. And, and we never get the story on that no. from him anyway. And I was he's like, also oh, okay. like, he's like, in this fight, you're going to want to gouge someone's eyes out. You're, you're going to want to draw blood. You want to have to kill another human being. I was like, okay. I mean, he's showing them where to punch to land on the kidneys. He's showing yeah. them how to break a pinky finger. It's wild. He's showing them how to gouge somebody's eyes out. Also, I loved the idea that part of this self-defense class was that he would project an image of like a scary guy on a mat that that's like running at you. No sense to me. And then you have to like punch and gouge out the eye area of like how? the image. <laughs> I don't understand this. 
I couldn't process this part. It just like it turned into mere words. No visuals were coming up. I also loved the part where he was like, <laughs> all right, everybody, we're going to do a little warm up. And it felt very like improv class, like or like uh, acting class where he's like, I want you to just scream at the top of your lungs. Get it all out. Imagine Tell me who the- you're fighting. And he was like, so at first, uh, what's his name? Mark is like, I feel nervous. And then he's like, no, I'm imagining Mr. Santos capturing Nikki and I want to kill him. And so he goes like hardcore. And at the end, he's like, wow, I've never felt so intense in my life. And everyone's like high <laughs> off of this like oh, yeah. activity. Like, I don't want, what do you want to do? I don't want to even, t- I want to fucking run. <laughs> I want to run everywhere. I want to run, 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 run. So they're all sprinting. Like this group of friends is sprinting around. They sprint to a diner or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they sprint to a diner and they sit in the corner and they order ice cream. Because I remember him like staring at Marcy while she's like licking her ice cream and he's like, what do I do? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What do I do with these feelings? (laughs) Mind. He's like, I'm half chub in here. What do I do? <laughs> nightmare. Nightmare. Absolute nightmare. Um, and then so that he's like doing that while also like he, he's very convinced that the girl, Nicole, who he reads about in the paper, the mayor's daughter who's missing, is Nikki, the girl he overheard. And so he's like, and because she was found in a, or disappeared from a field where she used to walk. So he was like, oh, damn, that's the girl I've been hearing talking to this like creepy older guy. And I want to investigate this and save Nikki. I loved that. I I, I loved that aspect. And I was like really on board with him trying to investigate. There's a lot less investigation happening in the book, unfortunately. Yeah, there isn't. The instinct is there, but like that isn't really what the book turns out to be. Yeah. It's really mostly about um, boys and girls trying to date. Yes. Him trying to date Janine. It just doesn't make for like much of a horror book. Yeah. Like this this was not a scary book by any means. No, not scary at all. Um, But yeah, I I liked when Janine had him over. Mark's instincts and following his instincts yeah and i liked when he so he's like i don't want this date to end and janine's like okay well i have to take the bus home and it it comes and he's okay, like well that's well, nice for you and he's like well maybe we can hang out like at a diner and she's like i don't know i guess you could like come over to my house and he's like woo, 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 woo. And he's yeah. like, oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god okay <laughs> and she's like my parents are out of town or some bullshit and he's like oh my god okay and oh and she hates her parents and she is she well off and she resents that he admires that she's like that doesn't mean it's a good home life and in fact it's hinted that she has like a pretty bad home life there's some kind of abuse going on and then we never really delve into it yeah interesting yeah and it kind of seems like her family like holds her uh trap like kind of like gilded birdcage type of thing like they mm-hmm. they keep her trapped with the money um 
because she like had to call the police and she was in a foster home for three months and then it went back to the same thing and like and she really resents them yeah police and her parents because they never actually did anything about it it was very like cursory investigation into whatever was going on and then when they're when he's um when he's at her house and he's like oh my god your kitchen is nice and she's like what are you like trying to get me to cook for you and he's like no no i just don't know what to do with like all this stuff and then there was like a moment where he he like makes some joke about her being rich and she like gets mad at him again where he's like Mm -hmm. oh maybe we could get your parents to like fund something and then she's like freezes and he's like oops but oh and then i also liked this too where he he's like oh i really like kissing you and she's like yeah i i don't like she's like i do too but i don't really i don't know about going any further and he's like yeah i just want to kiss you and hold you and like that's it. Um, all you have to say is no and I'll stop. And I was like, yep. oh my God, Mark. A truly outstanding scene of uh, getting consent without ruining the moment. Yeah, it was great. And and like it made her feel more comfortable and more able to enjoy the moment. Like I was just like, because she knew like, oh, he's not going to push any further, mm-hmm. which I was just like, oh my God, Mark, we stan. Mm-hmm. I'm simping for then- Mark. And she was like, and they're both like kind of taken aback by how passionate they feel in the kiss. She's like, wow, yeah. I, I always thought kissing was kind of boring. I didn't know it could be like this. I'm a little overwhelmed. And he's like, yeah, me too. I know. He's just like, wow. I, I, <laughs> it's very I, cute. Like they're both just like, whoa, this is what this feels like because they've kissed people before, but it didn't feel like that. Or maybe oh, she had kissed I don't someone think Mark before. Had, or, oh, Mark had. Mark no, has he's not kissed, kissed Marcy anybody. at this point. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Well, Marcy kissed him. If we're gonna be. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Just making fun of myself for a second. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh Oh yeah. So I liked their Mark relationship. Starts here's Here's my critique of Mark is that he starts using Janine as bait to try to catch the killer. Oh, my God. I know it's her idea, but like he needs to be like, like, don't do mm, that. Unsafe. But they go and they set up the dates. He doesn't want her to interact with them. He just wants to check them out. So that's better. And I get get that she's like pushing it really hard. Like she's like, I'll be the bait. I'll be the bait. And he's like, well, okay. I think he needed to be like. No, like, let's just come up with a different plan. Yeah. Like, I, he shouldn't have even let her think that she was going to be the bait, you know? Yeah. Also, like, okay, so the first person that it ends up being is Todd. That was the other thing that, like, I was like, Mark, and I know that it ended up being okay. <laughs> but when he's uh-huh. like, oh, Thank goodness this isn't the killer. It's Todd. I was like, no, no, those are not mutually exclusive. Like the killer could yes. be Todd. Like, but whatever. It was mm-hmm. fine. So I guess they're okay. Yeah. And then and he's like, whoa, I hope that Robert isn't my best friend Robbie. And then <laughs> and then um Janine makes a date with this other Robert character who they think might be the slimy guy. Yeah. And and then it seems to be that, like, yeah, it is Robbie now. And I was like, dude, <laughs> there are some real red flags on your friendships here. Yeah. And 
Janine's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I made a date with him at Collie Park, I think. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, you should go to this one. I know Robbie is going to be totally fine. Oh, the fact that he's like, you should just go on the date anyway. I was like, I was no. like, very confused. He's like, look, I don't want to tell him. So you can be the one to tell him. I was like, Mark, no. Yeah. Just like better to get the information now. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, Robbie's leaving. And Mark yells out like, have fun at Collie Park. Like to be funny, I guess. It's very, his motives and thinking in this moment, it was very confusing to me. So he yells out like, have fun at Collie Park. <laughs> Meaning have fun with my new girlfriend. <laughs> and... Robbie's like, I literally don't know what you're talking about. I'm seeing someone named Marcy. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then Mark is like, oh, fuck, Janine. I sent her to her death. Oh, I know. I know. And that's when he calls her house. He's like, is Janine there? I need to warn her not to go. And the mom is like, there is no Janine here. I don't know <laughs> what you're talking about. There's never been a Janine. Janine died 20 years ago. <laughs> He's like, "Ah!" like, "Ah, how do I find her? I guess I just have to go to Collie Park. She lied to me. Him like trying to get to Collie Park is very funny also because he doesn't have his car. What a Because his mom, (laughs) I mean, it was, I was, I was tired for him because he was like, oh my God, where's my mom's car? My mom's car is at this gas station, like near the restaurant where she met this guy. Uh, Okay. How do I get there? I have to take the bus. Oh my God. I just missed the bus. (laughs) <laughs> what do I do? Okay, I, a bus is coming. This part went on a little long. For no, I was like, we don't need this. I don't care. Then he's like, oh, the bus. It's not coming, but there's going to be a bus coming soon. So I'll take that bus. Oh, no. It doesn't <laughs> stop there. It has to. St- I have to jump off of a fucking Uh-oh. bus eight blocks away. I need the, the 17. I've gotten on the 27. Yeah, it was a lot of. It was a lot of like public transit shenanigans that I was just like not. I just didn't really need it. I was like, hey, Bates, I appreciate this is probably coming from personal experience. It's just like the tension on this is not that high. It just keeps like if it happened more, it would be like it would reach the point where it's comical. But at this level, it's just like finally he gets to the gas station where his mom has put the car because she's on her date and they're agreeing to switch off their new car and which i thought was also cute also cute yes and he finally gets there he gets to collie park and i thought the way he found out where vince had taken janine was so funny wait what was it he randomly runs into this kid (laughs) (laughs) i forgot about the kid hey mr park yeah hey mr i've got a propeller hat on (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking a great big lolly. You like my ringlets? <laughs> it makes no sense. Extra, extra, read all about it. A guy <laughs> stole a girl and she was sick. <laughs> she looked like she was going to barf and he was helping her into a VW bug. He, <laughs> he must have really cared about her because if I was with a friend who looked like they were going to barf, I sure wouldn't want them barfing in my bug. <laughs> and he's, and he's like, like okay that must have been janine she must have been attacked the party line killer or napper uh grabbed her put her in a bug and he's like 
Yeah, and then they went down this road where there ain't no houses. <laughs> so, uh, like, I was pretty away. confused. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that kid. So like, what funny. was that kid? But I at the same time appreciated how the information was coming across. I was like, well, I can see a child, this being their point of view. He's like, well, she looked sick. This man helped her into a car. And then I was like, well, which way are you going? There ain't no help that way. That road's still being built. (laughs) I don't know. Grownups, man. You know, it's very similar to that Agatha Christie story we read uh, for... um, for outside genre, out, a Halloween party. Oh, the dreamy little girl. Yeah, where the girl mm-hmm. thinks that she saw, she doesn't realize it's a murder she saw mm-hmm. until later. Kind of yeah. reminds me of that. A little bit. Um, and so he goes into the woods and then he <laughs> gets like punched in the eyeball. By, <laughs> by, by. Yeah, he really gets attacked because he's being attacked by his fight, fight for your life teacher. Fight yeah, dirty, dirty fighting. Live. Fight dirty and live um, teacher who fights dirty on him. He like punches yeah. him in the fucking throat and like paralyzes his arm and legs. Like, Jesus Christ. I was truly confused about what the injuries were. I was I was getting a little because then there's also like a car chase. I was like, huh? He's got okay. Jamie in the back seat. He's getting away. His <laughs> eye is like bleeding, bleeding, bleeding. When he is in the front seat of the car and starting the car, I was like, what? Like, I yeah. did not understand like, how that did he had get there? gotten there. Yeah. Last I saw you like threw the keys and Vince was chasing you, but now you driving. Great. Good for you. No, Vince was throwing the keys. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> like key throwing is happening. Uh-huh. But it still was difficult because I did not understand how he got from the trunk to the front seat. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he does. And, he, and then all of a sudden, um, Robbie, Marcy, Libby, and Todd and the cops are just there. And he's like, oh, thank God, pass out. <laughs> and he wakes up and it turned out when as soon as Robbie was like, yeah, he like yelled at me about going to Collie Park and I wasn't going there. And then we all went to class and Mark wasn't there and the teacher wasn't there. And we were all like kind of suspicious. And Vince or Mark or whoever had left this note. And Marcy was like, let's go to the cops and insist that they follow us. And I was like, well, God bless Marcy because you were right. But also, how did you arrive at these conclusions? Yes. And they all get there because Marcy's enough of a pill to stand up for her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And then it it like we said it's this whole thing of like he was a very sick sad man. He had kidnapped these girls and I thought it was going to be this like twisted sense of logic from Vince that like his wife had been attacked and died. And so, oh, so he, he was, was protecting just those going girls. around and anybody who he was able to lure in, he was going to be like I'm going to kidnap you and keep you safe for your own good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wish it but were that. Instead, it was just like I'm lonely because my wife got killed. And so I started kidnapping girls. But they're safe. But they're safe. And so, like, actually, I'm a pretty good guy. Like, the fact that, like, there was, like, interview footage of Nikki being like, you know, it actually wasn't so bad being there. I was like, yo, someone needs to, like, do some intense therapizing on this little girl because something is up. This can't be her view on men. No. Very bad. And I, yeah. So I, I get that she's probably was like, well, this is a book 
for kids like may uh, hinted at child molestation maybe would be too much but i honestly yeah, I don't need that you can just say that they got kidnapped and you don't really and have that to they were happened, scared and you upset. also don't have to defend his treatment of them no no that's where it got and weird honestly like yeah there it, it becomes a little too apologetic for the kidnapper it's like well Instead, why would yeah. a man kidnap because he's lonely and i think we can all understand that no. Who among us Very hasn't bad. been lonely, right? <laughs> Who among us right? hasn't wanted to kidnap multiple women for companionship? I mean, for it companionship. just makes, it makes a kind of sense. <laughs> no. Bad. Bad, bad, bad. Um, but in general, I liked this. I uh, Well, I you know, I, like you said, I was going up and down. I was left and right. I had so many thoughts and feelings. I would say I end... I ended this with a generally favorable opinion on the book. Like the scales but went it was at towards very good. up and down. Yeah. Yes. Same. And it Same. is n- in no way a scary book. No, not Which scary is okay. at all. It's, yeah. Yeah. It, and it it's has just moments. A little bit different. <laughs> Something a little bit different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I I, I kind of recommend it, I think. I kind of recommend it, especially because you can read it for free. Um, and because it is a it. wild ride, not so much in what happens, but in your feelings. Your feelings get really moved around. Um, and I also liked that this, aside from the cop out, which I don't think qualifies here as to what I'm about to say, but like this book is one of the few that does not age poorly. I feel like the, everybody had pretty healthy ideas about like how girls and boys, you know, be that a binary term, but how ha- ha- how teenagers feel, you know, about should feel. Dating. Yeah, yeah, and I liked it. It's stressful, but we're all the same. Yeah, yeah. It was like a good overall, a good message. Very good point of view from our main character, apart from, like, not understanding what the definition of a girlfriend is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he gets repercussions say, for that. I recommend. Yeah. He yeah, I recommend. his lesson, for sure. So it's a, te- it's a teachable moment. <laughs> yeah. And I also love, too, there is a little bit of nuance there, too, with the whole, because when Robbie's like, well, all girls are interested in guys. And Mark's like, okay, but you're, like a very desirable jock like i am like a weirdo (laughs) and todd is a fucking like casper the friendly ghost over here like (laughs) these girls are not interested in us but he then learns that there is some nuance there that yes robbie is more technically you know attractive or whatever um but that that doesn't you don't have to be the hottest boy in school no, you just have to talk to, like, get to know people and so- hopefully they'll like you. That's all. I did I did laugh at the part where he's like, oh, I guess all I have to do is make eye contact and smile. And so then he's doing that to, like, everyone. And Marcy's I like, know. you're a flirt. And he's like, huh? She's like, yeah, you're, make, you make contact and smile at every girl. And he's like, I thought I was supposed to. <laughs> oh, boy, girls are so tough. He does do have a couple moments of like girls are so tough. Oh my god, he's on a Lindsay. Have curve. you watched? Have you watched the show, The Hustler? 
It's a reality no. show. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a reality show uh, hosted by Craig Ferguson. And mm-hmm. um, it's like part trivia, part like party games. So there's like six contestants. One of the people is the hustler. And there's it's a trivia game. And the hustler knows all the answers. And so they're trying to guide everybody to the correct answers to the trivia. Mm-hmm. And throughout the game, there's like facts about the hustler that are peppered in. So one and they get to, and all the people are talking. So one person has this fake backstory that they're clinging to so that they don't seem like the hustler. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very fun show. Like if you like investigative stuff where you're like, Is oh, this person's acting mafia shady. Mafia werewolfy. Yeah, it's mafia werewolfy. Um, without the because you know how in werewolf like you can try and decide who the werewolf is. And so th- there's a chance the game could end early uh-huh. if you win. So there's not that aspect. Like, so basically what happens is for every trivia question that they get right, the money pool is bigger. Oh. Um, and then at the end, so the hustler stays in the whole game and gets rid of two people. Um, they choose two people to get rid of. And... So but at the end, there's only three people left. One is the hustler. And they have to, if the hustler tricks the other two into voting one of them out, then the hustler gets to take home the entire pot by themselves. If the two people that are not the hustler correctly identify the hustler and vote in, in concert, then they split the amount. Um, so it's very uh, – it's, it's a fun show because, you know, you can watch people and be like, okay, this person's acting shady or this whatever, whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, you as the audience do not know who the hustler is either. Um, but there was this one fucking guy who I hated. Uh, he was not the hustler. But he kept being like – so one of the hustler facts was this person went on two consecutive vacations with two different romantic partners to decide – who they wanted to be with. And it, the other two people were, were this lady and this guy. And so it was two guys and a lady. And mm-hmm. one of the guys was like, I'm telling you, man, chicks. They, and he's like an older guy. And he kept saying chicks. And he's like, hey. you know, this is such a chick thing. A guy wouldn't do hey. that. Chicks would always do that. And Craig Ferguson literally is like, can you stop saying chicks? You're like really weirding me out. <laughs> can you stop? <laughs> <laughs> but he wouldn't stop. And then at the end, they usually do like little testimonials between the three people where mm-hmm. um, where they can, you know, give, the hustler can be like, this is who I really am and all this stuff. And that guy wouldn't give it up at the end. He's like, I knew because he was right. It was the woman. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I knew it. That's such a chick thing to do. I was like, fuck, I hate uh... this guy so fucking much. <laughs> Um, but there was one episode that I was like dying because this one girl fucking played these other two people so well. Like they were both like, even I was, I didn't think it was her. Uh And the other two people were like, please, it is not me. Like you need to vote for the other person. I know it's them. And she was like, you guys, I'm like really freaked out. You're really pressuring me. And then at the end, they're like, all right, the the hustler needs to stand. And she stood and everyone, like the other two people were just like silent. Like they were so upset. (laughs) You guys, I feel really threatened right now. (laughs) 
She's like, you guys, this is like so stressful. I don't know. I don't know who to choose, you guys. Like, seriously. And they're like, please, please, I fucking beg you, do not vote for me. You're making a mistake. We can split the money. We'll get 40K each. Come on. And she's like, you guys, please. Like, I'm so, you guys, I cannot do this. I'm so stressed. <laughs> and then she stands. Don't make and me they were choose. just so upset. Like, they were just like, oh. And then she was like, I just won 80K. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I I reckon, it's on Hulu. If you guys want something that's just like mindless, you know, silly, (laughs) I I suggest it. Um, But it's always really good when like it turns out that someone was just playing these other two people who are (laughs) freaking out. It's very good. Um, But that just made me think of that because... Yeah, the uh, the, the whole like thing. guys are like this and chicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason for my tangent. I promise you. I understood um, it. I remembered. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. But yeah, I would say so that's the book. This is a read. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I liked it. Um, next, can we say next week? I do not mm-hmm. know. I guess we can. I mean, I'll probably read it before. Do you think you'll read it before? I think so. And even if somebody checks it out on Open You can Library, only check it out for an hour at a time, bitch. By the hour. Yeah. I'm going to be waiting on there. I'm going to be pressing refresh. <laughs> waiting for <laughs> Waiting for your thing to run out, bitch. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Trust me. Please, please, please do please not vote for me. Please. Don't do this. Trust me. It's so stressful. <laughs> you guys seriously i don't know you guys stop um, fighting i think we could all win this together <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh next week we are covering twins by caroline b cooney um so that'll be fun when we do another cbc yeah i, I was like what what is that please <laughs> what is what is that? cbc of what you speak <laughs> um so that's that if you want to support mm-hmm. our show tell tell people about us leave us a friendly nice five-star review on apple podcasts patreon.com five-star review don't worry about it don't like just take a rest Shh, take a nap sh- baby, 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 sh- have a little ice cream yeah have a little ice cream mm-hmm. um and uh Thank you to everybody that supports us on Patreon. We really appreciate it mm-hmm. in these troubled times. Um, and a special shout out to our Patreon producers. Thank you to Amanda Nangle. Ann Dwyer. Ashley Fritz. Brian Petty II. Claire Moore. Courtney McPhail. Danielle Lamana. Danny. Emily Pooley. Emma. Emma Murray. Gabriela Santiago. Gianna Fernandez. Grace Armstrong. Jeremy Cronk. Jessica Smith-Harper, Jonathan Venable, Jordan Kolick, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Kelly Burns, Christerina, Landry Desmond, Laura Hooper, Bonnie Martin, Luke Bartek, <laughs> getting lively, Mandalay Wolfslager, <laughs> Marcy Raquel Blackwell, Marco Pavlicich, Melody, Megan Lozier, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Oscar Gallegos, Randy Kletz, Rashad Black, Rogue Kalahua, Sersha Descaro, Sarah, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Nichelle, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, 
Sydney Bollinger. Tristan Buckner. Victoria Beck. Victoria Gray. Victoria Valdez. And Wendy Bartos. Whee! Thank you. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I was looking to see if there were um, any changes to mm -hmm. the Patreon producers. Mm -hmm. um, and... <laughs> We have these little exit surveys, and I never read these, and I don't think a name is associated with it, so like, don't worry about it. This is just for our internal thing, and this is one of mm -hmm. the given responses, so it's not like this person like chose to say it this way. Mm -hmm. It just struck me as funny. Please take care of yourself financially. This is not throwing shade on anybody who canceled. It's just that this wording struck me as so funny. I only intended to give Teen Creeps a specific amount of money. And now I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that amount one. And $5. now it's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Very fun. That's funny. I've chosen that before in other. I just like forgot about that. Mm -hmm. So funny. And now I have. And now I've done um, and goal attained. And um, that was my New Year's resolution to give you $5. <laughs> it reminds you me of those what? like we suggested uh it reminds me of those suggested answers for like emails uh or texts when they're like um like one time micah texted me and he's like i want pizza and i was like and and it said like go for it <laughs> it just reminds me of like when you would try and like get somebody to go eat with you do you remember this like when you're like a teenager or something or even a little older and you'd be like Oh, I kind of feel like Chinese food. And someone's like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds, yeah, you should get it. And you're like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh huh. Yeah, uh, I'll just go another time. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't. Goodbye. <laughs> that was too, that was too freeing. <laughs> uh, anyway. Mm -hmm. Anyway, indeed. That's all the business. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, as we said, twins next week. And in the meantime, wear a mask, get your vaccine as soon as you're eligible, and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.